This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, we get an update on where Congress stands as far as funding the government. All agencies are getting ready to adhere to the president's executive order on payroll taxes. And it turns out there's no comprehensive policy for how Homeland Security handles asset forfeiture. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer tells his colleagues what may seem inevitable. A continuing resolution is the likely outcome ahead of the upcoming government funding deadline. Hoyer says a CR isn't ideal, but the House will work on a temporary funding deal to avert a government shutdown at the end of the month. The House returns from its August recess a week from today. Current government funding expires September 30th. All federal payroll providers are preparing to implement the president's payroll tax deferral for employees. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The upcoming payroll tax deferral stems from an executive order President Trump signed back in early August. The Trump administration says federal employees should see temporary savings by the second paycheck this month. The payroll tax deferral is temporary, so employees will have to pay deferred taxes back by next spring before interest or penalties start to accrue next May. It's unclear whether federal employees will have the opportunity to opt out of the payroll tax deferral. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. A new Inspector General report finds oversight gaps in how the Department of Homeland Security uses civil forfeiture laws to seize property. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports. The DHSIG found significant differences in how the department's components handle forfeiture, in some cases violating the law. The report found that's partly because DHS lets agencies like CBP and the Secret Service run their own civil forfeiture programs without meaningful policy oversight from DHS headquarters. Among other problems, the IG says the lack of oversight could lead to more lawsuits over property or cash authorities wrongly seize and don't return. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Government Accountability Office will review the Army's sexual harassment response program after the disappearance and death of Specialist Vanessa Guillen at Fort Hood in Texas. The report was requested by Senator Tammy Duckworth and three other lawmakers. GAO will look into the effectiveness of the Army's sexual harassment and assault response and prevention. The lawmakers asked GAO to complete the review by the end of next year. The Army isn't only seeing green anymore when it comes to race. Federal News Network Scott Massioni explains. The Army's telling its leaders to take a more nuanced approach to addressing racial issues in its ranks. The service for years told soldiers only to see green at work. However, the Army's top enlisted soldier says that mindset ignores the whole experience of a soldier. The Army's encouraging leaders to talk to soldiers about their backgrounds, their experience with racism, their home lives, and other non-work-related topics. The military as a whole has been changing its approach to racial issues after the recent protests across the nation. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. And the Army has joined the fight against those expansive wildfires in California. Here's more from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Some 200 soldiers have joined in following a request from the Agriculture Department's National Interagency Fire Center. The soldiers operate under command of U.S. Army North, or the 5th Army, a unit of the Northern Command's Joint Force Land Component Command. Fully outfitted for firefighting and COVID-19 protection, the soldiers come from the 14th Brigade Engineer Battalion. 
They'll help the Forest Service respond to fires in the Mendocino National Forest. I'm Tom Temin. The Department of Health and Human Services named Perrin Ashmore as its acting chief information officer. Ashmore takes over for Jose Arrieta, who resigned unexpectedly in August after 16 months on the job. Ashmore has been principal deputy CIO at HHS since 2012. He's also worked at the FCC, the General Services Administration, and the Department of Veterans Affairs. In total, Perrin has served in the federal government over 30 years and is a veteran of the U.S. Air Force. Victoria Coleman is the new director of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Coleman will oversee the military's most forward-thinking technologies and experiments. She spent 30 years in academia, the private sector, and government. She's the founding chair of DARPA's Microsystems Exploratory Council and is a member of the Defense Science Board. Coleman previously served as the CEO of Atlas AI and was a senior vice president at Technicolor. The long-awaited interim rule from the Federal Acquisition Supply Chain Council is out. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with the details. There's a new virtual assistant from the Veterans Affairs Department. The artificial intelligence platform is called EVA. It allows veterans to receive fast responses to certain questions, automated alerts and appointment reminders, and the ability to schedule and reschedule appointments. The Veterans Benefits Administration released EVA in phases throughout the summer. Veterans can correspond with the tool and have the responses saved to their electronic records. The National Archives and Records Administration has launched a new search tool aimed at helping researchers navigate millions of digitized records across its 14 presidential libraries. The Presidential Library Explorer allows users to navigate through links that separate text records from photographs as well as video and audio clips. NARA rolled out the search tool as part of its strategic goal to improve online search capabilities for nearly all of its digital holdings by 2025. And the Postal Service sheds more light on on-time mail delivery. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the story. The Postal Service will give House and Senate Oversight Committees a weekly update on delivery and performance metrics through the end of this year. Agency officials pledged to provide these metrics the same day the House Oversight and Reform Committee warned it would file a subpoena for these documents that the agency has yet to produce. On-time delivery for first-class mail remains 4 to 5% below the baseline for this year. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.